Hello, everyone. Um, my name is Marcia Crabtree, and I'm one of the counselors at the LCU Counseling Center. Um, so if any of you are fans of world football um, or even just loyal sports fans in general, you may have heard the phrase, it's the hope that kills you. Or maybe you're Ted Lasso fans like I am. Um, so that phrase, it's the hope that kills you. But Ted Lasso is not okay with that quote. He doesn't think that that is actually um, true, that he thinks it's the lack of hope that kills us. Um, but as a counselor, I see a lot of people who have various levels of hope depending on the day. Maybe you are a freshman um, or a transfer student and you had a lot of hope that you would meet your best friends here, that everything that hadn't happened in high school or a previous university would happen here. Maybe you thought, I'm going to meet the love of my life at orientation. Um, I don't know what your hope was. Maybe it was just that you would have somebody to sit with in the calf, and maybe for you that hasn't happened yet. Um, or maybe you're a junior or a senior, and you suddenly are afraid that you may have picked the wrong major. Maybe you hoped this semester would be different, um, that you would be getting better grades, that you would remember to turn in your assignments or wake up for class on time. Um, I don't know where you are in that. Maybe you hoped for better relationships, more playing time in your sport, Maybe the warnings not to hope too much kind of seem like a wise idea right now. And for those of you who are low in hope, I get it. If you were once hopeful and now feel disappointed, I get that too. And maybe you're beginning to suspect that you've put your hope into things that are flimsy and into something that's not turning out the way that you hoped it would. Maybe your hope looks a little like this. We can go to the next slide. Just barely hanging on in a cracked and dry land. You might even feel like Job, who spoke repeatedly of being without hope and whose friend said his hopelessness was really his own fault. Good people, people who do the right things, have hope. I don't know where you are right now. Um, in a room this size, I'm sure you're all over the spectrum of hope. And some of you are full of hope, and some of you feel hopeless. And as a counselor, I can promise you one thing, you're not alone. The things that we don't get posted in social media and selfies and Snapchat, I promise you, um, they tell me behind closed doors. You're not the only one who feels this way feeling awkward, nervous, confused, a little low on hope right now. I've certainly been there. And there are multiple Bible verses that warn us about hope that does disappoint. Hope in humans, as Jeremiah 17.5 says, cursed is the one who trusts in man, who draws his strength from mere flesh, and whose heart turns away from the Lord. Or in political or military strength, Psalm 33 says, a horse is a vain hope for deliverance, despite all its great strength it cannot save. Job says he will not put his hope in his wealth. 
So with all of these things that aren't things that bring us hope, what, how do we get hope? How do we find that? Yes, through God, but what are the steps to do to take that? So um, here are three conditions said for hope to thrive. This is according to an article from Psychology Today. And those three things that we need are goals, pathways, and agencies. So a goal research shows that goals are consistent with what is our most important personal values and more motivating associated with greater levels of well-being and less, than less valued goals. The point of this is if you believe in what you're looking for, you're going to have more success than if it's coming from your parents or your friends or your professors. And the first condition for hope to thrive is asking yourself, what is important for me? What do I value? The second condition is a pathway or a strategy or plan for achieving that goal. Um, We need to have a way to get from A to B. While a pathway can be really complex, and this is where a lot of people begin to doubt themselves because we think, how do I get all the way there? How do I get to those good grades when I'm having trouble right now? How do I get into that healthy relationship when I don't have a date today? Um, The pathway is to choose to do something, anything, that could positively contribute to achieving whatever goal we've embraced. It has to be maybe a small little thing that takes you there. Many people's pathways involve a series of small little steps, one at a time. And the final condition for hope to thrive is agency. And that's what we talk a lot about in counseling. Agency refers to the motivation that pushes us to strive for our goals. Agency derives primarily from our belief about ourselves. In other words, the way that we talk to ourselves. You might have remembered the little kid's book, The Little Engine That Could. Um, I think I can, I think I can. So unfortunately, many of us have a running critic that says, you're not good enough. There's no way you'll succeed, or even it's not worth trying. Though we may have internalized these beliefs from an early age, it is never too late to change them. And to just like the pathways, we don't always have to jump from, I'm not good enough, it's not worth trying, to, I got this, it's easy. Um, We may have to start instead with, instead of shifting, I can't do this, to see if you can tell yourself, I might be able to do this, but I won't know unless I try. Be positive and realistic. We don't have to go from this is no sweat to instead thoughts like, I think I can, but only if I keep trying. I think I can, but only if I keep trying. Are far more powerful in shifting that. Swiss theologian Emil Brunner once said, what oxygen is for the lungs, such as hope for the meaning of human life. You may also know that September is Suicide Prevention Month. And this is especially important to me as a counselor and also important to me personally. When they talk about what prevents suicide, the two most important things 
our connection to mental health resources, and a feeling of hope. So suicide is the second leading cause of death for children, teens, and young adults from age 10 to 34. The only thing that causes more deaths in your age group is an accident, so car accidents, etc. I want you to think of what I'm about to talk about as a possibility for saving your life or somebody that you care about their life as well, doing what we can to help instill that hope. <clears throat> so, um, thank you. Here are, sorry, here are a list of signs that risk factors that contribute to suicide. Some of these withdrawing, isolation, changing in somebody's behavior, um, a sudden change in substance use, all of these things. They can be this can be an intimidating um, discussion to talk about. And as I said, those two things, access to mental health resources and instilling hope. And so I just want to really encourage you, if you or somebody you know um, is talking about feeling hopeless or being hopeless, the first thing to do is to connect them with those mental health resources. So here are our first steps. Um, notice those changes in yourself or others. Have open conversations about mental health. Talk about when you're having a bad day. Try expressing your emotions. Encourage other people to do so too. Accessing those mental health resources and emergency resources. Um, I'm not expecting anybody here to be a crisis counselor. That's not what your role is. That's not what your job is. Um, you're supposed to be students. And so I encourage you to get them connected to those places where they can be served and helped. You may have heard that in July, um, a new emergency crisis line started. It is, if you or someone you know is in a mental health crisis, you don't have to remember a lot of numbers. It is 988. According to the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, they have reported a 45% increase in people accessing the crisis line since it started in July. Um, our nation's transition to 988 moves us closer to better serving the crisis care needs across America. And this is just the beginning. So whether you are a person who currently has a lot of hope or you're somebody who has been lacking hope recently, I encourage you to be an advocate for those mental health resources and connections. Um, if you or someone you know that you believe that you would benefit from counseling, we have counseling services on campus. You can go to the second floor of the sub. Um, you can email counseling at lcu.edu, and you can always call 988. These are places that we want you and those that you know to get that access to help. I want everyone to know that there is hope. Um, 
whether you're experiencing thoughts of suicide, mental health, or substance crisis, or any other kind of emotional distress, that there are compassionate and accessible care and support. I also want to tell you that God is a God who sees, who listens, and according to Psalm 56, he is the one who keeps track of our sorrows, that he has collected my tears in your bottle, and you have recorded each one in your book, that that is the character of God, that whether you feel like you have a person right now who gets it, who understands and is there for you or not, that you do have a God who understands and sees. And I hope to leave you with two things. Um, One, it's still possible to find hope. If all of those things that you hoped the semester would look like, and even in September, you're beginning to feel disappointed that you're not alone, that that's normal. And two, if you're having a hard time finding hope, or if you believe someone else is having a hard time, please reach out for help. And then I'm going to have Lisa Fraze is going to come up and make an announcement. And then after that, you'll be dismissed. <laughs> Thank you.